We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. In George Orwell's novel, 1984, there's an anti-hero named Winston Smith, who at the end of the story, at the end of the book, actually starts reciting the mantra that two plus two equals five. Our president, Joe Biden, in his State of the Union address, essentially said the same thing over and over again. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate all of your loyalty and support. Very grateful for it. Today's topic is the State of the Union Address one more time. President Joe Biden's comments to the nation as well as the world in the annual State of the Union, the State of the United States of America, the State of the Land of the Free and the Home of the Brave, the State of a nation that is grounded in the words that we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, purpose, the state of a nation that has been grounded and anchored in a biblical worldview since its birth, since its inception. A state of a nation that actually has fallen away from so much of this, so much of this. And we need to remember that no nation has ever survived when it walks away from its basic founding principles in such a dramatic way as our president now seems to think we should be doing, and actually stands before the American people and celebrates the fact that we have walked away from those founding principles. Today's show is a show that focuses on the State of the Union one more time, and I'm going to do it within the context of George Orwell's 1984. Now, as I've talked about before on this show, and as you know just in reading your daily news from other people, getting your news from other sources, then the rebellion, you know that 1984 is referenced repeatedly today. People refer to it and they, they use it as a label. It's almost a knee-jerk reaction as we watch what's taking place in our culture, not just with regard to Joe Biden, but with regard to so much from education and from government, from the arts and the sciences, even Anthony Fauci's reference that he is science and that anyone who questions him, quote-unquote, doesn't know what they're talking about. All of this harkens back to the warnings of 1984 and the fact that we get in a situation where there's doublespeak and there's a ministry of truth and there are thought police and that there's this ubiquitous censorship of everything that contradicts the officially, excuse me, the officially accepted party narrative. That's where we are in our culture right now, and we all know it. Even those in the middle, those people that aren't necessarily conservative, recognize that up is down and down is up, and left is right and right is left, that everything has been reversed, and that we're being told that the truth is a lie and the lie is a truth. 
That's today's show. I'm going to go through the State of the Union Address. I want you to listen to my critique of that State of the Union in the context of 1984. Frankly, we could title today's show, Our President Thinks He's Winston Smith. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, so welcome back to The Rebellion. So this past Tuesday, this past Tuesday, almost a week ago, President Joe Biden took to the podium to deliver his State of the Union address. And he did his best. He did his best to impersonate a leader. I would argue that Joe Biden is not a leader. He never has been. He has never inspired confidence. He's never really accomplished anything other than getting elected to the Senate and presumably getting elected to the presidency of the United States. Some of you listening right now are going to say, well, he didn't get elected because the election was somehow compromised. Whether it was or whether it wasn't, I I don't know. And really, let's set that aside for the sake of today's show. The fact of the matter is, he is serving as the president of the United States. And every time he takes to the microphone, he does his best to impersonate a leader, but everyone knows he's not. Even his own wife knows he's not as she goes to the podium to rescue him and lead him by the hand off the stage when he gets confused and addled and doesn't know what he's doing. This is not a leader. This is not someone who inspires confidence. It's someone who causes us all to shake in our boots because we recognize that we don't have anybody at the helm, that this man doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's saying. Is it because of dementia or is it because he's lied so much throughout the course of his life that he doesn't even know what is true and false any longer? Perhaps both. I don't know. So when he took to the podium to try to act like a leader and try to impersonate something that he's not, here's one of the things he said, and this is a quote. Six days ago, he shouted, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. Close quote. And thus, the same man who spent his entire first year of his presidency trying to shake the foundations of America pretended, pretended to be the champion of the free-thinking world. So even in that statement six days ago, Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. I would argue is an Orwellian statement because we've been subjected to Joe Biden's first 12 months of his presidency while he's tried to shake the foundations of America, pretending to be the champion of the free-thinking world while he advocates censorship and he advocates lockdowns. He advocates forcing us to inject something into our body that we do not want. He advocates silencing religious dissent. But yet he's going to argue that Vladimir Putin is the one challenging the foundations of the free world? This is an irony in and of itself let alone what he says thereafter. So essentially my point is this, welcome to a world where down is up and up is down. 
where the truth is a lie and the lie is the truth. Welcome to a dark, dark world, a dark existence where good is evil and evil is good. Where science is voodoo and voodoo is science. They've politicized science to such an extent that at least half of the American people don't even believe our leading scientists any longer because we know they're on the dole. We know that it's more about politics and power for Anthony Fauci than it is about the reality and the truths of the research, the science. I mean, we're not stupid. We know we're being lied to about masks. And we know when they keep telling us that the vaccine is safe, that there's no way for them to know whether or not it's safe because it hasn't been around long enough to test and verify its efficacy and safety. We know that they compromised and violated their own standards for research and rolling out new medications. They compromised it. They didn't go through the lengthy process that they do with every other drug. So how would we know that this thing is safe? How would we know if it's not? It may be. It may not be. But now we start seeing rumors and actual evidence from scientists who say, hmm, there are some pretty concerning side effects. So welcome to this bad dream where slavery is freedom and freedom is slavery. It's an opaque delusion where lemmings pretend to be leaders. And leaders lead lemmings to their own demise. Joe Biden is a lemming. He's not a leader. And he's being led by the nose by someone, I don't know who, behind the curtain to his own demise, to our demise. Welcome to a land of thought police and doublespeak. Welcome to big government and big brother and big lies. Welcome to Oceana. Welcome to 1984. In his, in his classic dystopian novel, published in 1949, Orwell describes, and I might add here with eerie prescience, a world where totalitarianism and manipulation and coercion and deception have all prevailed. I mean, that's the land of 1984, George Orwell's 1984. Totalitarianism, manipulation, coercion, and deception. That's what's going on. And in this novel, the protagonist is a man named Winston Smith. Now, many of you know, because you've read the story, you've read the book, that he really isn't the hero, per se, because in the end, he becomes more of an anti-hero than a hero, because he fails. So he fights nobly throughout the course of the, of the book, throughout the course of 1984. Winston Smith does fight to resist the, to use Biden's words, menacing ways of um, an overbearing and all-controlling government. Smith, however, eventually loses. He succumbs. He stops fighting. Why? Well, think of it this way. He wanted safety more than freedom. He was willing to sell his heritage of freedom and liberty for a pot of stew just to be safe. So he elevated safety over freedom and the material, his hedonism, his pleasures. He, he just wanted to be physically safe. He elevated all of that over morality and over truth. 
And therefore, at the end of the story, he actually betrays his soul and he denounces his friends. And he finally pledges himself and his loyalty to the party. Does that sound like what you see in Biden? He's pledging himself to the party. He'll lie. He'll lie, bold-faced lie, for the sake of the party. Whatever the party says, even though Biden himself stood against it just five minutes ago, he will wave the banner proudly and say, this is the truth, even though yesterday it was a lie. And even though yesterday his own party may have said it was a lie. I mean, stop and think about Obama. He told us that he believed that marriage was between a man and a woman. And then five minutes later, oh no, marriage can be between two consenting adults, any two consenting adults. They tell us that they don't believe in polygamy, but then they start arguing for polyamorphous relationships. So you can't believe anything they say because they're constantly moving the target on you. So that you don't have any foundation any longer. You don't have any basis for truth. And what happens? The consequences of abandoning truth with a capital T is that they then, the party then, becomes the arbiter of what's true and what's false. Reality doesn't matter anymore. It's their power. So at the end of the book, after Winston Smith pledges himself and his loyalty to the party and he betrays his friends, betrays his own soul and his own mind, any possibility of independent thought dies when Smith accepts the government's, government's insistence, its mantra, that two plus two equals five. That's straight out of the book. That's straight out of 1984. And Winston Smith actually starts reciting this mantra, this formula, two plus two equals five. He recites it over and over and over again. It becomes a symbol of his obedience, his bowing, his submission to the delusion, to the delusion of 1984 and the power and the party over the reality of what actually exists around him. Two plus two equals four, even though that is the real answer. The empirical answer, the irrefutable, unchangeable answer of mathematics doesn't matter anymore because the party just said two plus two equals five. Now, I want you to stop and think about this. When you listened to Joe Biden's State of the Union address, how in the world could you help but not think? How could you, how could you help but think? of Winston Smith. How could you not think of Winston Smith? How can you not see the parallels? How could anybody, whether you're left, right, or center, how can you not see the parallels between what Joe Biden is saying in the State of the Union address and the character of Winston Smith in 1984? None of what Biden was saying adds up. The man is little more than a shill for the party. Joe Biden is nothing but a shill for the party. He's a lying mouthpiece for the Ministry of Truth. And as you know, in the novel 1984, the Ministry of Truth is the organization that Winston Smith works for. And his job is to change the truth, to actually go through the daily news and cut and paste so that 
the narrative of the news becomes the party's propaganda rather than honest reporting, honest journalism. Sound familiar? Sound familiar to very much like what we're dealing with today? The free world is being led by a man who traffics in doublespeak. The President of the United States tells us that men are women and women are men. He's telling us that. This is doublespeak. Two plus two equals five. Men are women and women are men. He tells us that nursing mothers are birthing persons. He tells us that gender is fluid, and then he turns around and talks about trans identity being fixed. Well, is it fluid? Is it fixed? It doesn't matter. The party will just tell us what to say, and Joe Biden parrots it. We are being led by a man who's trafficking in doublespeak. Two plus two equals five, if the party says so. He talks about global warming, except when the globe isn't warming. And then, (laughs) because it's not warming, we'll talk about climate change rather than global warming. Again, this is doublespeak, and many of us have bought the lie. We are parroting Joe Biden and the party. Two plus two equals five. Biden champions science, but then denies science. Biology, physiology, genetics, DNA, that's science. Biden tells us that masks work, except when they don't work. (laughs) He claims that Kenosha was a peaceful protest, but January 6th was an insurrection. He tells us that an mRNA vaccine is safe, even though by definition, like I've already said once in this show and several times in previous shows, by definition, the vaccines have not been around long enough for anyone to know whether they're safe or not. You cannot know the longitudinal safety of a vaccine that hasn't been around longitudinally. These are just, this is just a sampling of the two plus two equals five scenarios that Biden is rattling off as he stands before the nation. This is the same man. Joe Biden is the same man. This is the same party that lauded Andrew Cuomo as a COVID hero even while this gangster of a governor sentenced thousands of New York's senior citizens to COVID death in nursing homes. Do you remember just, again, just a few minutes ago, Andrew Cuomo was the exemplar of how to handle COVID. The guy was essentially sentencing sentencing thousands of New York citizens to death because he was putting them back into these Petri dishes of nursing homes. Biden says that Rachel Levin is his highest-ranking female appointment to her position, her, in quotation marks, even though the fact of the matter is is that Rachel's given name is Robert. Why? Because he's not a female. Two plus two equals five, people. You remember when Rachel Dazal, this uh, white woman in Oregon, said she was black? What did Biden say? What did the party say? Nothing. Biden and his party were silent, silent. But they continued to scold whites at the same time for appropriating black culture while this white woman was appropriating black culture. Two plus two equals five. This is a man who celebrates Martin Luther King Jr. while he doubles down on critical theory, which is the exact opposite 
of Martin Luther King Jr.'s definition of how we should treat people, that we should judge people by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin. Critical theory says the exact opposite. So you're going to celebrate MLK Jr. while you extol a theory, critical theory, that does the exact opposite of what MLK told us to do. I mean, these are people who scold the right now. Joe Biden and his party will scold the right, the conservatives, the Republicans, for chanting, let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Claiming that that's profane while they were not saying anything negative about those screaming F Donald Trump. So let's go Brandon is profane, but F Donald Trump is not. Hmm. Two plus two equals five. Joe Biden apparently believes that buying 600,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia is good for the environment, but exploiting our own resources and oil reserves is bad for the environment. Two plus two equals five. He tells us that skyrocketing prices for gasoline and groceries are evidence of a strong economy. Two plus two equals five. He champions freedom while threatening that his patience is growing thin. That's his quote with those of us who are defending freedom and don't want a vaccine that hasn't been tested thoroughly in our bodies. Again, his patience is growing thin. This isn't about freedom. This is about your compliance. But it's all under the banner of freedom. Two plus two equals five. He agrees with Justin Trudeau, a man who says that burning churches is understandable, but protesting protesting truckers should be jailed. It's all Orwellian doublespeak. This is the doublespeak of a party that boldly declares. They can't tolerate intolerance. They hate hateful people. They're sure that nothing is sure. They know nothing can be known. And they're absolutely confident there are no absolutes. You hear the saw cutting through the branch? They're sawing away furiously upon the branch, at the branch upon which they sit. Two plus two equals five as they saw away criticizing anyone who dares. Say, Wait a second, I thought it was four. This is the party that celebrates their naked emperor, cheering his grand and glorious new clothes, and the little boy on the side of the parade that says, wait a second, the guy's naked. They try to silence the little boy rather than the naked pretender, the man who's pretending to be a leader at the head of this thoughtless parade of lemmings marching for the cliffs. Joe Biden is a president who believes, well, he believes in exclusion under the banner of inclusion. He believes in hate under the banner of love. He cheers a month of celebrating pride Uh, Don't get me started on that. This month of celebrating pride 
It's one of the seven deadly sins, and we're celebrating it for a whole month now. Nobody even bothers to say, wait a second. Why is pride good? Shouldn't we be a nation preaching confession and repentance rather than pride? Joe Biden is a man who believes people are defined by their desires. If you desire it, then that's what you are. If you have an inclination, that's your identity. Your passions, your proclivities, your gut, your belly, your libido. This is what defines a person now rather than the obvious facts. And he, he, you know, desires are good unless they're conservative desires, and then they are, they're bad. I mean, again, upside down, duplicitous, hypocrisy. At every turn, 2 plus 2 equals 5. Joe Biden scolds Vladimir Putin for shaking the foundations of the free world, but then he turns around and punishes free thought here in the United States. How so? By supporting censorship and shutting down anyone who wanted to challenge the quote-unquote science of Anthony Fauci. Or anyone who wants to raise their hand and say, wait a second, Rachel Levin is not a woman. Bruce Jenner is not a woman. A man is a man, a woman is a woman. There are obvious differences between the two physiologically genetically, biologically, scientifically. There's an answer to this, and anybody claiming otherwise is delusional. They're either crazy, or they're a liar, or they're both. Joe Biden stood before the entire nation last Tuesday and recited over and over and over again, men are women and women are men. The globe is warming except when it's not. Masks work except when they don't. Freedom is good except when I don't like it. Two plus two equals five. Oh, it may equal four except when I decide it means something else. But really, I'm not the one deciding it. It's the scientists, like Anthony Fauci. It's the, it's the man behind the curtain. It's the party that has told me what to say to you American people, you disobedient rubes in the heartland. Don't you know? Don't you know that two plus two equals five? How dare you suggest it equals four? Our president thinks he's Winston. Our president thinks he's Winston Smith. Welcome to the 2000 and 22 State of the Union Address. Welcome to 1984. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.